Welcome back, everybody, to the second installment of the G-Funk Junkies podcast. I am your host, WiseUp89, a.k.a. 2Dope, with my co-host, 6190E. What's going on, brother? Uh, what up, everyone? What up, 2Dope? Junkies, junkets. You guys can call me 6 or short. I'm good, man. That's good, man. Uh, I, I, I wanted to fill in everybody uh, from the previous episode. I know we cut a little bit short for you guys, but uh, part two... Here we go. We're going to jump right into where we left off last time. So if I'm not mistaken, uh, Six, we left off on Me and My Shadow. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the songs that I really skipped. So once me and you finally talked about, hey, let's let's review this album. I kid you not, in the last three or four months, I've listened to this album at least 40 something times, you know, and this song has grown on me. I initially did not like the instrumental but now that i've heard it so much it's like you know what like this is one of those songs where you come to that epiphany like i've been skipping fire you know what i mean <laughs> um right. i i actually like it the power yeah, of realization I, I had an epiphany i you know my cayol 20 finally and i realized like damn this this is actually a really good song um you know there's a echoing beeping sound that i think is pretty interesting in that in that instrumental uh the synthesizer i've I've become very captivated with it. And there's like these tones in the instrumental that, you know what I'm talking about? Um, th there's like the sound effect of some tones or like not chimes, but I, I can't describe them any other way, but it's like tones throughout the song that I've really come to like appreciate the, the layering and, and the uh, composition of the song itself. As far as the verses, I think the second verse is probably the most on point and the one that is the most engaging. So I I, I liked it. The chorus, man, uh, I think GPA was joking around with Shadow on, on their interview and he says that this is where, where Shadow like debuted his uh, singing skills, right? <laughs> so yo, shout out to both of them. I actually like it. I think it's cashy, uh, catchy. Um, Again, he makes those references to boxing, right? He says, I deliver body, blow body blows to the liver. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, you know, more of that boxing reference that I, I caught. I never really paid attention to the song until, you know, until the last 40 times that I heard it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm definitely more <laughs> engaged with it this time around than I was. Uh, and yeah, it, I think it's an underrated song. Now, what circling back to how important is that Shadow was given the name shadow uh, we mm -hmm. touched on earlier i feel uh this is a song was like more for himself and to me this song it's is great it unifies his aka as a homie and rap name as an mc together in one Ooh. it's a smooth relaxing beat um i like the chorus but was thrown off you know because shadow's like singing but Como todo, oh, como se dice, yeah. but yeah, but I, now that I look at it, it's, it's, yeah. it's unique, you know, it's comp, it's complex, but, but simple rhymes, clean rhyming, um, never would I thought that I would hear stick, that I would think something rhyming with sticks and stones may break your bones, never would I thought that would be like, oh shit, you know, he says, I think, uh, Stones may break your bones, but rhymes a microphone be unloaded yeah. like a chrome. 
you know that's just um i was just you know like i said it's it's it's, it's a song that i like because if like you think said, about it rapping is all about words clap, right? there you go sticks and stones mm-hmm. now i'm gonna have to bring up another the one thing that we talked about in the conversations yeah uh, moon uh, moonlight to go how i was all like i kind of tripped out when i felt like for years shadow would say once again here i am and all up in the scene but i always thought he said i'm all up in the sea like the letter c as for crit <laughs> and you know because and the only reason why i was convinced of that because it's the low out shadows here yeah MIC. so that shit was that shit was just you know what me, I, but I, I i wouldn't i of, wouldn't stoop shadow as to as to rhyming c like the c the letter c with the letter c you know what i mean like to me it wouldn't make sense for shadow right. to say uh i'm bigger than the c as in the letter c and then rhyme it with the mic you know what i mean like i think he's a more you know so when you told me like oh i think he's repping this shit i'm like nah man like there's no way you know what i mean like you, you can't confuse the two <laughs> yeah and that was just me listening not yeah me yeah like, i mean and, and you but, had been listening with, to this song but, for damn near 20 years you know what I mean? <laughs> for a long damn time dog for a damn long time and i cannot believe I didn't bother yeah, to look a yeah. So, but um, this song, I I still definitely, um, you know, I still listen to it a lot because I do remember I would listen to this mm-hmm. song more on like on a solitary tip, you know, uh, whether I was cleaning or hopping on the trolley, you know, or, or hopping on the bus or yeah. wherever I had it at, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't bump in. Yeah, of course, obviously, later on, even when I started driving, I, I wasn't even bumping like that. But that time, I was probably bumping um, uh, a name you can't touch or expect the unexpected. But um, yeah, 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 no, definitely gets my feel about that track. I, um, I, I definitely connect with it a lot more now than I did, you know, when I was in high school. So uh, I, I definitely, you know, think it's one of those underrated songs that should probably be giving a lot more credit for the different sound of the instrumental compared to the rest you know what i mean because it's not necessarily g-funkish it's more on like that those darker west coast beats you know what i mean uh there's something that i feel is very uh, uh strong about this song that I, I've heard you say, and I feel that you should say it. So I want to hear yeah, your take on excited. excited. So I think most people are aware that this is a diss song, right? Um, and I always thought this was fucking weird that Little Rob would be featured on like a fourth of the album. But then again, there's a fucking song in there that this is him. Uh, Shadow went on to explain that, you know, he had already paid for all the studio time and the recording and the songs themselves. So he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to put them out anyway. But after their fallout, uh, which happened to be, you know, when it comes to a lot of things in life, it's either money or women, right? And this fallout happened to be over over some Haina that, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure she's no longer in the picture. So with all due respect, with... <laughs> The downfall exactly, of many homies. Man. With all due the respect, downfall of many homies. Fuck that bitch. She ruined something that <laughs> that many fans will agree is like, man, like we wish we could hear Shadow and and um, 
and Little Rob again on a song, you know. But this shit happened over 20 years ago. Um, this song, I um, I have so many memories of it. The first time I, I heard it was from two hyenas that I was going to school with. And, you know, they, they were really good friends. And they'd always fucking sing the song and just giggle their asses off. So can you imagine just hearing two girls just rapping... You know, I got your bitch on my dick and the whole one ride it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, but but there is a, isn't there some famous singer that that says excited in the key word of the chorus? I know there's you know, a famous singer, and I just can't I, uh, fucking I can't think put of my fucking ear on it right now. Uh, but I'm I know so excited, excited comes from a um, famous song. No, not not saying. Uh, I don't know if it says I'm so excited. Oh, but I know oh, the word you're, you're thinking of that song. Strong uh, tone. She's fresh by uh, Cool and the Gang. She's fresh, she's so fresh. And then uh, he goes, "Exciting." Um, ah, fuck, man, I can't even think of how the song goes. I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it, it in the uh, be, <laughs> once I post this, but uh, I'll shoot it to you after this interview. Uh, but yeah, it's the song. I think it's the song that you're thinking. Uh, right. Cool and the Gang. She's fresh. But, you know, it's speaking of beats and samples and old school, um, this song itself uh, incorporates a sample of uh, Intimate Connection by Clear. I'm so excited, got your bitch on my dick in the hole and ride it, I'm so excited. And it's more so the synthesizer from that song, not necessarily the claps or the, the beats or, or drums. So the beats and drums, I, I I don't know exactly where that composition comes from. I just know that the synthesizer samples that clear song, Intimate Connection. Um, I like the song itself. I mean, I think the claps are dope. That's probably one of the more recognizable West Coast aspects of a song. The whistle, you know, the 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 whistle to the song or the synthesizer, I think is a nice touch. Um, my favorite part of this song itself is, isn't the, um, <laughs> the chorus. It's actually the third verse by Shadow and the way he kicks it off, right? I creep I and I like crawl God. through the fog, me and my dog, blah, 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 blah. It's me and my dog through the fog, breaking laws, two bald-headed thugs with the slugs for the cause. You know, breaking laws or whatever he says. Like, I think it's one of the more engaging parts of the song. Um, the chorus, you know, it's... What, what what else can you expect from a diss song, right? I think it's it's uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, if you're familiar with the origins of their beef, right? You know, um, Shadow approached uh, Little uh, Little Rob about you know Little Rob's girl making a pass at him and him not believing it, and you know that him started the beef, him. and you know the fallout occurred from that, and you know we got this song, and whether it's true or not that he did or he didn't. We will never know, <laughs> but the song says otherwise, right? <laughs> His girl was traveling. I called him to let him know. He accused me of doing such. So then I said, oh, that's what you're going to appreciate me with? So now I'm going to fucking prove to you that you were wrong. I was little Rob should know yeah. by now, man. Yeah. Too many I mean, females think, to go around, I think man. The, the, the song, you know, you know, makes fun of, of that situation of... Um, of little rob not believing them right because he says uh, ain't that a shame when she calls out my name 
you're crazy for life Now she's gonna be your wife Now ain't that a shame when she calls up my name So how do you feel? Are you fake or you're real? But, um, you know, the reference that that little, little, uh, little one says when he says, you know, I'm gonna blow up like it's plain. I thought that was a pretty good reference to uh, Richie Valens, you know? Ah, yes, 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 dog. He, um, he goes, um, he goes, uh, I'm young and I'm bad and I'm gonna blow up like yeah. it's plain. Yeah, like so it's simple. It's because it's like a double mm -hmm. meaning, right? He's gonna blow up as a rap star. <laughs> Like the way yeah, yeah. That's so I thought that was pretty, song. you know, pretty clever on, yeah. on little one's uh, part. Um, but you know, it could also be a reference to um, to the first terrorist attack in in New York. So before 9/11, I guess there was another another terrorist attack. Biggie mentioned this, right? I'm gonna blow up like the World Trade, born sinner, opposite of a winner. Here's another thing that I caught. You know, I caught this many years ago, but. The way that that the outro ends with um with little one talking but rhyming at the same time but it's more like a conversational rhyme that last part is actually the uh i think that got incorporated into the mistus right it says walking through your cell blocks <laughs> walking through your hallways and your cell blocks walking through the neighborhoods hallway in the drama yeah, so that part was taken from this song and then, you know, added on to make the making the song the the Mistus. Um, I still love this song. Um, I think it's, you know, one of those songs that will never get old. But I personally prefer the remix. And again, for those that don't know, there's a remix out there to this song. And again, I'm a, I'm a sucker for samples, so... Now, well, wait, uh, are we talking about the remix on the actual reprint no, album so or are you talking there's, about this okay so there's this the song is interesting right there's this original version and then there's a part two which is included in the reprint and then there's a remix of the original song the remix of the original song uh samples um and it's it's not on this album, but it's on like other compilations. It's on the I personally have it on the uh, Hitman Presents the Best of Beyond Entertainment, and it samples you know the 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 Genius of Love by uh, Tom Tom Club. I love it. I think the 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 bass is pretty dope on that. You know, obviously the the. Doo -doo. You know that's my favorite part of of the of the song or the original song. So I prefer I prefer it. And then you know the whistle that's attached to the song. Like I think it it blows the uh, original song out of the water. But that's just my two cents. What do you make of it? Um, well, here's my take because you you touch on a lot of points, which is good that uh, I was going to touch on. That's perfectly fine. All I can say is that I, I never focus on the song being a diss song. I just personally thought, I just looked at it as like one of uh, the more, even though I like the other songs, I look at this song as like the second most popular song <laughs> For on sure. that CD. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, uh, it starts to show. I think this song was meant for radio. Shadow like, is, you know, it's, this show it it like definitely the, has that crossover you know, feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how I rank this though in Chicano rap, I feel like it's the one of the top misogynistic uh, Chicano rap songs 
if not a Chicano rapper, or at least in San Diego, I, I feel it, it, it hangs with, um, with not owls. I want to fuck me some hoes, uh, nasty bitch, thug love, or little one, young six nickel uh, you know what? or I low think, profile uh, records. I think little uh, one has, has that song, uh, but, lipstick, you know? that one and slide, slide. Ah, there you go. That's the other <laughs> slide, you know, so. So yeah, what what can I say, man? Um, I prefer also the, I prefer the original, and then I'm gonna tell you on not on any compilation. I prefer the original period. So we're halfway through right. this album. Um, what do you make of "Nobody Does It Like We Can" featuring VMF? Uh, I think the beat is what carries the song. Not big on the chorus. Uh, but I'll, I'll still bump it here and there. Uh, Shadows first verse is real good. The song is not bad at all. It's just not my favorite or my first pick. Um, it's good to have that claim. Not that many people rap with VMF. Uh, they both rap well in sync to the beat, but uh, it's just not my song in this album. Yeah. There's, I would rather pick tons of other songs before this one. Not taking nothing away from the VMF collab, like I said, it's not many people are wrapped with them. You know, I um, I just don't make. When much, I first heard the, when song. I first read the name, when, and I saw nobody does it like we can, I was thinking nobody does nobody. it better by Nate Dogg. I was like, hmm, maybe it's a, uh, you know, I was thinking like maybe they're sampling, you know, like oh, before I even heard this, okay. it's like a remake of that or I don't know, you know, I was like I was hoping that it'd be something along those lines, so. I think I predispositioned myself to expecting a certain sound, if that makes sense. So when I first heard the beat, I thought it was kind of sloppy. Uh, yeah. It's VMF. Up in here with the homie Shadow. Showing y'all, can't nobody do it like we can. I thought the verses were crude. Um, even the tongue twister in there was uh, a little lackluster. Um, it, it definitely could have been better. Uh, there was times where I felt like both Shadow and um, BMF kind of were offbeat. The lubricated prophylactic devices for the nicest one that suffices, looking like ISIS. If that makes sense, like, like they, they weren't in, in rhythm with the song, you know, and so I, I don't know. I, I definitely expected better, especially from those two, because again, BMF produced the entirety of this album you know what i mean so you definitely know that he can put an instrumental together and two he actually has really good lyrical skills like there's other songs that i've i've heard and you know i i really i really thought that there could have been a lot more um you know chemistry in there and this one didn't really display it as much as i would have liked to um i still don't like it it's not my favorite song. It's not my go-to song, and it's definitely one of the songs that I skip. So, oh, man, on to the next one. I really like this song. Upon hearing it, playing this album, it 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 to me it it displays Shadow's wordplay, lyricism, and his ability to flow. Uh, I've always liked this song, even though I'm not a fan of like <laughs> it has like this evil Count Dracula pipe organs kind of. Um, <laughs> in there but uh like i said it, towards the end towards the last like 20 seconds or without the song it's like they played the beat without the organs 
And I've always wondered how that damn song would have sounded if just Shadow <laughs> rapped without the, what I call uh, the Count Dracula. Yeah, yeah no, I totally get what you're saying. Man. But um, it gets in debt, you know. It, it get the song gets in debt, you know. It, it has no chorus. Um, I, like I said, I'm just more focused on his wordplay, delivery, and lyricism. This is also uh, a song that I like to listen to in my downtime. You know, it just showcases Shadow's talent as an MC to just to prove that he can rap to the world. Once again, I, I believe he also displays how much of a boxing fan um, he's also in this song, but. I bumped this song mostly for nostalgic reasons, cleaning up the pad, working out, working on something. But it's definitely um, not a song I would yeah. I would have um, on repeat or would choose to cruise really? to. But man, I'm 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 on the I opposite song, spectrum, bro. I'm on, on the opposite spectrum. This isn't a song yeah, that I, I really would, like. Song, if I wanted man. to introduce somebody to just kind of rap, I, I wouldn't play the song. So, uh, you know the. I think the, the title elaborate, is elaborate. I think the title is very misleading. I was expecting a little something a little different. Uh, I'm not sure if that's in reference to um, El Matador, you know, dropping some clecha for those younger audiences. But El Matador, El Matador was um, that soccer player on, on uh, Mexico uh, national team. Remember that? That fool that used to have like long hair? El Matador, yeah. He used to like bleach. Not, not sure if he bleached his hair or he had like highlights, but he always had like uh, who was down it? to his, uh, I think his like neck, really long hair, and you know he was. I think he was number eight. Man, pardon. This is uh, hey. Before my part gets taken away, this is why I'm gonna go. <laughs> pardon my chicanismo. I am a chicano, so uh, I mean I was never too big on. On Mexico's uh, first national sport, uh, some can debate boxing and baseball is Mexico's second national sport. Shit, even bullfighting. But uh, not too big on my soccer, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm not a soccer fan okay, either. Cool, you know, cool, cool. at least I was when I was younger, and I just kind of got out of it. And I got out of it by third grade. But I remember El Matador. But uh, uh, the other, or the other thing is. You know the the beat itself um it's got like guitar strumming you know and i always thought okay is el matador in reference to like bullfighting you know what i mean like the the guy that actually kills the fucking bull um so i'm not a fan again of guitar strums this this goes this kind of gives off like that spanish influence in the musical tones you know what i'm saying like the, the guitar strum and like i'm thinking like fucking antonio banderas or some shit like it, it just I don't know. It, it it throws me off. And then the intro mm. has, you know, you call it uh, organs. I think it's like some accordion imitation. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the I, count, I think it's Count Dracula. Count yeah, I think Dracula it's like, organs, uh, man. I don't know. Maybe it like could be an accordion imitation shit. or something. But yeah, I didn't I didn't like that shit either. It sounded like circus music to me. But but you don't think. His lyrics, like he was just really focused on describing what he was feeling. I you feel really like think so? the, the lyrics are I, in debt, man. He's he's really. I, I just someone. wasn't. Like he's really. I don't know. I just wasn't very blown away. So, I don't think there was I anything just, spectacular about any of the verses. To me, it just seems like it was filler. You know, 
I, I, I was gonna say that I can't imagine this being anybody's favorite song, but you just told me that you like it, so <laughs> there's that. Um, he mentions oh. the mayhem, not the mayhem click, but like causing mayhem quite a bit, you know, uh, in this album, and I think he drops it in in this song as well. Um, I hated it the first time I listened to it, and I still don't like it. Um, I know there isn't a remix, but I think there should be because this beat was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> okay. No, no. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I said, uh, the, I, the pipe organs kill it, man. It, it's cartoonish, man. You know, it's... So, all right, man. Uh, I would say that's enough. We should go ahead and, and move on to the next classic oh man I'm go, go ahead, ahead and let go you ahead take this one away, go man. ahead uh go ahead go well, ahead uh, go ahead this is one of those uh songs that features uh little rob and you know you really get to see a lot of chemistry here um the beat is produced by vmf obviously uh for those that aren't aware vicious man funk on the beats man uh this song this samples push by one way And it really kind of demonstrates um, VMF's signature high-pitched whines, you know, like his his sound. And it won't stop. I think it has a lot of pop feel to the song. You know what I mean? It's kind of those lighthearted beats that I was telling you earlier that uh, has a really high-energy party anthem. Um... I really like the song. I don't think there's any particular verse that was incredible, but nothing lacked, if that makes sense, you know? Um, the chorus is pretty catchy. Um, it's repetitive and catchy, but gotcha. it's nothing that I can say like, damn, like, you know, this this blew me away, but I, I think it's catchy. I think the, the beat itself, writing to it, is where it really stands out. For me, what I really think is interesting and very... Uh, captivating is so th they do this a couple of times so on the third verse uh, I think it's around like 2 minutes and 15 seconds um, of Shadow's verse and then on the fourth verse by uh, Little Rob it's like 2.52 or something they rap to the beat in a very uh, melodious and, and harm, you know a harmonic way and if you go back and listen to it it's like the beat is is going a certain way and then like there's an instrument that's playing and they're rapping to the pitch of that instrument if that makes sense so i i really thought that was impressive that they're able to change the cadence of their beat without affecting the flow of the song you know so that's my shit. i think it's dope now we can get this done if you want to have some fun when i first heard it i've clicked with it ever since you know it, and it just gets better with age um the remix again this is hitman's remix um it's a sample of heartbreaker by zap and roger um it, I, I i don't really like it as much uh, i like the original a lot better but what I find odd about the remix is that <laughs> the song itself mentions 
Uh, Shadow says, I got one way in the dashboard. You know what I mean? Like, and then the song sound, like the remix has a sample of Zap and Rogers. So I feel like it kind of distracts me from like getting into it. But, you know, that's just, um, yeah, that's just my take on it. It's not a bad song on the remix, but I still prefer the original. I think the original should have just been kept as is. I'm going to go with Pass on that remix because the Heartbreaker by Zap and Roger is what my favorite Zap song. So Roger and Zap song. So it doesn't, I feel neither do each, do justice to each other. So I'm going to pass on the remix. Um, now with Go Ahead, myself, I got, I got good memories to the song. Um, we <laughs> just put you in a good mood. VMF, thank you. I believe that the chorus, oh, the chorus overrides nobody does it like we can. And the reason why I'm saying because it does compare because they both songs, they mentioned the producer yeah. and the artist and go ahead shows how it should be done. I remember, yeah, I remember listening to the song and I was like, okay, cool. I like it. And then one day. I got picked up by my homie's uncle and this yeah. was in like in the lowered hatchback city yeah. when they were like the thing thing in the Ooh. fucking late 90s early 2000s and then he had a system and then I heard that fucking track in a system and man I fell fucking in love with that song I think I even told that about to fucking put it on repeat we were heading on TJ to a quinceanera and then from there I never looked at the song six I, I, I never looked at the song the same way I only looked at it fucking fucking better man um, like I said, I wish, I'm going to say it once again, I wish Little Rob stayed with his style or revisited. Of course, he made some good songs later on, but but I just like Little Rob's direction under VMF or just competing with Shadow. But there's just one thing that I really want to say that I feel that it touches with a lot of fucking Chicanos. And I'm not saying I never looked at this uh, Little Rob at this fucking... Um, at this fucking wordsmith, at this fucking complex fucking lyricist, but I grabbed my lead as an cuffs all messed up because the bag dragged on the floor. Now, all people do know at that time, man, we were wearing baggy-ass pants, uh, solos, interstates, Dickies. fucking anchor blues, 501s, and you know, the if they tax, were too long, yes, and you didn't have bro. that cuff right, oh, whether man. with tacks or fucking staples or irons, the bag, the bag, the cuff, he's referring the cuff to the bag, that shit's dragging, <laughs> oh, and that shit. means your jeans are getting fucked up. But with that being said, I, I, I believe I believe yeah. Shadow yeah. brings the G-Funk 100%, man. All right, so uh, track number 11, Let the Mayhem Begin. So if you want to share with me what your thoughts are on this track. Yeah, all right, I'll I'll set it off, track 11, Let the Mayhem Begin. I, I believe the title introduces the Mayhem click, you know, Let the Mayhem Begin, pretty obvious. I like this song the least out of the Shadow and Rock collabs. The song is put together well, but it doesn't do much for me, it doesn't give me not a big reaction. It's not a head bopper, no. However, I do think it's pretty sick that throughout the song it sounds like they're reciting one verse switching on and off displaying chemistry between the two Chicano rap MCs so let the mayhem begin you fools need to quit now you're hating on 
punish two individuals versatile criminals it will repeat the penal code song also made me realize shadow's ability to rap in spanish pretty well uh the beat is not bad but it's it's not a head bopper like i said earlier it's not a a window down corner turner in the whip not something i would cruise to wise i'll tell you that but my closing thoughts on the song is uh, i would not skip this song before in my teens for the love of just bumping the album front to back but uh, nowadays this is definitely a uh, the song that I would definitely put a skip on the CD player. Okay. Fair enough. Um, now, I I have my reservations for this song. Um, I, I Initially, when I first heard it, I, I dismissed it and wasn't really with it. Um, and, and that's more so to do with the... Um, the instrumental itself right i get a little lost in this and not lost in, in saying like damn like this shit captivated me and it just you know put me in a zone now, it's quite the opposite for me it, it actually disengages me so what i find really disengaging and what i've mentioned before is that the strings strumming from a guitar here it it really kind of you know it, it distracts me too much from getting too much into the beat because uh, the beat itself is, is a little forgettable. On the beach as I enter, I'm gonna represent the mayhem click. So let the mayhem begin, you fools need to quit. And I feel like the, the reason why I dislike this is because it just kind of reminds me of more of a, a post-colonial Mexico, you know, like um, playing off of that Spanish uh, Desperado theme, right? Okay. And you know, I'm gonna go ahead and just kindly interrupt you real quick. I had a, just a... Really, really random uh, thought when you just mentioned Desperado. Uh, just a quick random fact. I don't know if you knew, but this is for the G-Funk Junkies and the Junkettes. Uh, a lot of people don't know that Desperado is actually a sequel. And with the original movie being called El Mariachi. However, mm -hmm. the original Mariachi was not Antonio Banderas. It was an actor named Carlos Gallardo. But what's even a bigger trip... <laughs> It's that the original mariachi, Carlos Gallardo, comes out in Desperado as Antonio Banderas' camarada, his, his posse member, you know, his homie. So it, it confuses you a little bit towards the end because you, you catch it towards the end. So just something that's just throw in there, you know, throw, throw a little bit of spice now that you mentioned the, the Desperado guitar. The Desperado strings. theme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's something for all you movie buffs out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, so I, I, um, I, got, I definitely got to check it out. I know I saw, I saw, um, I think it was Voodoo had a special for for uh, the digital version of this, so it had uh, Desperado. Um, was it the Mexican? Oh, no, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and um, and then Mariachi. So I got, I got to nice. cop that. Yeah, I think it was only like twenty bucks. So por qué no, you know. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but going back to the song, I mean, it's not a it's not a terrible song. It, it's just not the song for me because you know, as you mentioned, the the way that they interact with their verses, right? It's actually like a, you know, it's like a ping pong match, right? Going back and forth, trading verses, um, exchanging their their um, the rhymes. I I I enjoyed that, 
you know it's just the instrumental itself that really disengages me but if i was to pinpoint it down and you know kind of you know give, give the song it, it's uh it's praise and and it's props i'd say that you know i did enjoy how they're playing off each other's verses the um the second verse i believe you know it shows the versatility of their rhymes right because they're going off of the bilingual raps i think still in the mid 90s and late 90s that was still something that wasn't too too well played by many people right because you can hear cypress hill doing their you know i think they're better off doing spanglish um raps than actually rapping in spanish you know because be real can't speak spanish for shit in his raps <laughs> you know it's just <laughs> they can do the 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 fucking spanglish all right you know they can get away with that but doing a full-on song is just uh, they should just stick to english but I um i agree with you on the, the cypress hill point of view yeah, dude. I mean, have you heard of the Grandes Éxitos en Español? Like, they butcher fucking Spanish in that. I mean, I can only listen to it because I know the original songs. But it's like, god damn, dude. These motherfuckers really couldn't speak for, for shit. But, you know, that's you know neither funny? here nor there. Go ahead. I, that's actually one of the one of the albums. I remember uh, uh, My Jefita. Like we were all in awe about the, I think uh, the magazine ads, they used to have like a 12, 10 to like 13 CDs for a penny. Mm -hmm. And I ended up picking <laughs> that CD in that bunch. That's, that's my, that's my memory of how I remember getting that CD. That's funny. They had to bring that back with all these old school Chicano rap CDs. Yeah. That's just an idea. That's just Agreed. an idea in case anybody's listening. But uh, back, back to the song. Um, you know, I, I, I noticed that in the, in the album, they, they tend to have songs that don't actually have a chorus. And this one is more of a conversational, uh, transition between one verse to the other. And I'm, I'm just not a big fan of that. I, I thought that was kind of lazy. It's my opinion. Maybe they thought they were going for something more creative, but ultimately I would have liked to have heard a chorus, you know, cause sometimes you can hear a song in the chorus is what really drives that song. So this could have been different for me if it was the other way around. As far as um, what I think is good and bad uh, about the song itself, you know, second and third verses were really good. I think that, you know, them finishing each other's rhymes was really strong. There's really good chemistry and that chemistry dissolved, you know. And unfortunately for us, the listeners, um, that would have been great to have seen that, you know, continue into the years and possibly decades. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, the first time I heard it, I would definitely skip it after listening to this album so many times just to finish off the review. I can bear the song. Um, it's just not something that I, I want to listen to when I want to listen to this album. Right. Because if I'm going to listen to this album, for sure, off the top of my head, I got to listen to, you know, till I die. I got to listen to Can't Be a Player. I got to listen to 61909. You know, uh, go ahead. Like, those are my fucking jams, rumors. But not this one. This is uh, this is still going to be that that skip for me. And, you know, again, it's because I'm not a, I'm not a fan and I'm not fond of the Spanish guitar strums in rap music. I think it's too distracting and it probably loses, 
you know, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. You want to play off of the um, the strengths of our of our culture, but at the same time, you're disengaging other people who may want to listen to their artists, but, you know, it's not up their alley. Um, those are my closing thoughts. Anything else you want to throw in here? No, I'm ready to hit skip on the song, and I'm ready to talk about some rumors, homie. Some rumors. No. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cheesement have you heard about rumors? Shit. That we all have heard them. Might have said them. Might have not believed them. Might have believed them. But we all go through them. My thoughts and rumors. Sampled off the Social Timex Club in 1986. Also titled Rumors. It's classified as a post-disco R&B. I'm usually not a fan of the non-chorus songs, unless the songs I know, the MCs on those types of songs are usually are going to drop like a verse full of fire. It's more suitable for like the freestyle 16s, although I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure we both know that they're written. But in <laughs> this case, you know, I like this jam. I think the concept is cool where Vicious Man Funk is portraying a reporter. An interview and shadow and rap to rap. Hi, this is Steve Austin reporting live from San Diego, California. I'm here with two controversial rappers from the city, Little Rob and Mr. Shadow. I wish, however, this would have made the song better if they would have just answered VMF's questions with rapping only. I did not like the fact that after their verses were done, they just they actually answered VMF's question. So I mm, wasn't okay. too big on that. And basically, that's what I think. All these fucking fools can talk all the fucking shit they want about me. Cause I can give a fuck, you know what I mean? Um, another, another thing that I wanted to say was, uh, uh, Rob, Rob displays Chicano slang in a better and smoother context. More subtle, not overpronouncing, and nothing wrong with using Chicano slang, but a lot of bad, not so good Chicano rappers overpronounce, and they sound more like they are stereotyping themselves. I believe uh, <laughs> this has always scared away new fans of giving good Chicano rap a chance. Um, mm, solid good point. Chi good Chicano rap uh, artists that I, f I feel, you know, do justice for Chicano slang in good light would be uh, MCs like Young Sick, uh, Slush, Slow Pain, Night Owl, Frost. Um, going on to the beat, you know, the you know the beat is mellow and jazzy you know with a little bit of that vmf funk touch on it it's a sample great off the original so oh the song is the song is good on both artists they both carry the verses very well uh very good cadence to the you know to a rhythm and to the beat i so agree this the song is still good as was when i first heard it i i don't skip it but nowadays i don't go looking for it you know but I, I still, if I stumble across it, I, I definitely play. So, okay. But, uh, okay. What about, what about your thoughts on the, on the track? Oh, man, this song. Um, you know, I, I play it a lot more now. Uh, I'm actually on the opposite end of this spectrum. I, I play it a lot more now than when I initially heard it, and I think it's just because it's, you know, I, I've grown to like it even more. Because that's not to say that I didn't like it when I first heard it. I just, you know, I, I really look for it. Um, it, it's uh, like like you mentioned, right? The, the beat is it, it's, it's dope. I, I like that sample of the uh, Social Timex Club. Um, you know, not many songs that sample this beat 
do it justice. But I think that, you know, this adds just to VMF's genius of how good of an ear he has for production, for sampling, and for mixing. Right, so I, I think it's just as much a track for him as it is for Robin Shadow. So, because, um, you know, you hear that that signature synthesizer that VMF does from his equipment, right? I think it's the AXR-10 or something like that, whatever, whatever... Uh, whatever board he uses for this but he uh, he definitely knows how to use that to his his leverage um i actually like the fact that in the songs uh both uh shadow and little rob reference their older songs right so little rob references uh when he says you do your thing homes but i'm gonna do mine right so he's referencing um crazy life. do my yeah create the song on crazy life do my thing the other song that uh shadow's mentioning is you know talking about people that they used to talk shit about his rhymes until they they heard till i die on the radio and then they requested him so you know that that's just adding to the story that he told before about you know touring off of just that one song before being able to put out this this album so that's uh that's impressive but I you reference. mentioned that. That was good. That was good. Yeah. That was real good. Yeah, most definitely. So if anybody hasn't heard the story, man, go check out the homies ALR and GPA's podcast. They have an interesting interview with Shadow. Uh, it's the first interview, right? Because Shadow has had like multiple appearances on their show. So check it out. It's real dope. Real interesting. Um, it gets a little bit more in detail because he and uh, GPA have a lot more history than, you know, uh, Shadow and... and uh, and Tony A. So there, there's a lot more uh, in-depth uh, information that gets dropped on there. So definitely peep them out. Um, shout out to ALRGPA. Yeah, shout out to them, man. Real cool cats. They're probably the reason why I decided to push this podcast out myself. So shout out to them. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, circling back to one of those interviews where Shadow mentions that he doesn't do cholo rap, right? That, you know, there's different there's different levels to this chicano rap right so uh, i wish i could go into more depth describing this but you know uh, I'll, I'll just mention it lightly right in the in the whole scope of chicano rap there's latino rap which is what we're somewhat derived from um and then there's you know what became chicano rap and under that is that subcategory of you know the divisional line of Norteños, and then you have the Sureños, and then, you know, everything else that kind of branched off of that. And in that, I think this is what Shadow's saying is that he doesn't do Cholo rap. Like, it's not that that hardcore homie shit where it's, you know, very Sureño-oriented, even though he does mention his affiliations with his neighborhood and everything. But uh, I think this is probably the closest that we get to here. Um shadow rap in that style right and i say that because he utilizes slang that you don't really hear him use again in other songs and it just kind of goes to to show that I, I at least i believe this is just me speculating that there was a lot more Little Rob influence in his rhymes than the other way around, right? Or any other time in, in his musical uh, career. So 
I believe that this is probably the closest we get to hear uh, Shadow rap in that style. But either way, I love the song. I I never skip it. I like to um, you know play it from the beginning, and you know if I get interrupted, I go back, start the song again, and uh, you know slam that shit on my fucking stereo. The other thing I wanted to add though is that uh, what really stood out to me was the uh, part. I think it's like a minute and forty seconds. You can hear Shadow, um, and and he's rapping and rhyming to the melody. So this is something that I find really interesting oh. because they do this. Are you trying? Are you trying to probably goes? Why would you want some of this truthfulness? Don't get caught up in the mess. I hate all you funny fools who sip and all up in my business. Are so you talking about that part? That part, right? Because he's ah, yeah. He he plays along with with that little synthesizer that goes do 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 do. You know what I mean? Like it's it's dope. It's real fucking dope. Doesn't doesn't that part stick out? Yeah. That part always sticks out. Hell yeah! In that whole song, that part always fucking sticks out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's on this song. I, I can't think of it right now, but I think Little Rob does the same thing because he goes, but if you don't want to, I'll just go find another one. Or is that on uh, Go Ahead? Oh, that's on Go Ahead. That's, that's on Go Ahead. Ahead. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm getting the two confused right now because they, I don't know, they, they sound so similar, but yet so different. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, uh, that part that that shadow raps uh, melodically to that that part, it's forever engraved in my head. You know what I mean? So to me, that's that's probably something that you don't really see too many rappers in this genre really, you know, understand the formula of how a song should be done, right? Because there, there's got to be a break in in your in your delivery. And I really enjoy the way that Shadow understands that complexity of a melody right and and the rap song and the structure and how this is more of a formula and not just a recipe i feel different about the interview the pseudo interview that is conducted here i'm not a big fan of it i actually really like the chorus and if they could redo this without that interview with uh vmf on there that'd be fucking dope because i think they slow down the tempo of the original um uh, or maybe it's an interpolation, but they slow down the tempo of the original chorus. And it sounds fucking dope. So if they could redo that, I'd totally be with it. And those are those are my thoughts on the song. So does it get my seal of approval? Yes. What about you? Do you think this gets the uh, G Funk Junkie seal of approval? I say it gets a seal of approval, homie. I'm ready to talk about the shadow of your death. Okay. Hearing the song, it, it, it's being obvious that he's dissing the veterano night out. Doing the parody of his famous oldie rap, Here Comes a Night Out. Shadow goes on, you know, imitates the, the chorus, and then it goes off with, you hear the blasting now. Mm -hmm. So, I believe the drums saved the beat, but the, 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 the drums saved the beat, but the Twilight Zone sci-fi sound kills it for me that's why i can't be too big on that beat <laughs> the now the song doesn't display a lot of drama and dirt like diss songs of today usually do but lyrically the song was delivered well and rhymed good but not much was said however i really like this part of the song you know it goes bad at me why try to slide I'm the type of guy If it hoops, I should you know my rhymes are I salute to your death I salute Watch your ass when I lose So 
it's it's a very notable diss song in our genre chief the chicano rap genre but it's not at the top of a the diss songs if you ask me uh the song aims at at royal and rob but you know uh, just some jabs jabs mostly mm -hmm. i i don't go looking for the song but if i stumble on it i'll bump it once in a while for nostalgic for nostalgic purposes not a song i'll cruise to uh but my closing thoughts on the on the track is you know it's kind of a trip it took until night owl's fifth uh studio album the ball-headed kingpin for for shadow and night owl to finally work together i believe it was released in 2001 but unless i'm mistaken the only other times that i think uh shadow and night owl actually worked together was i believe in a slush the villain song uh, for my thugs which mm. might predate ball headed kingpin uh, which you know owl and shadow both come out in that song as a feature and was that other was, song you're talking about the um was it uh route 66 or 666 uh that one i was gonna say is also in highway 666 in little there you go highway decade two it's also shadow and owl come out as features but um sketchy i'm thinking that might have came out in 2002 but i'm not sure i'm gonna have to we're gonna have to check back on that yeah no worries man um yeah you know that, that always weirded me out too man i i you know it everything is 2020 right or sorry hindsight is 2020 and in retrospect like i'm pretty sure they they feel the same way about like shit we should have you know collaborated a lot more back in that day especially since they're from the same neighborhood right um but you know it's just some of those weird things that you think about like why why weren't they making music together you know and i asked gpa this and you know he gave me a pretty solid answer you know because I guess everybody was really into their own thing, you know. Um, they they all had their own their own ambitions for for making music, and you know, I guess this idea of continuously collaborating wasn't something that they had thought about. But my thoughts on this song, dude, I have always fucking hated the song, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I wasn't even clear on what the fuck the beef was about, you know. Um, because again i've always found it odd but at the same time it's it's not odd that uh people in the same neighborhood you know have these tensions because you know it may be generational i i, I never really understood what their their issue was um but i you know i i was always confused as to why these two um being from the same neighborhoods had had um had this fucking beef on wax it just made me you know it, it, it confused me um i i've never really been a fan of this beat i always thought it was lackluster more like a throwaway beat you know um kind of like a low budget beat but i i just never been a fan of it and you know i i did i did hear some things that stood out when he talks about you know obviously he's talking shit about night out in that first verse um I think in the second verse, uh, he, he mentions something along the lines of, I got my scope aiming at these three bitches. And then uh, I guess he's making a reference to uh, Little Rob, Royal, and uh, Fino, right? The guy that used to rap with uh, Royal. So oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. 
good eye was good eyes no good ear good ear good ear right good ear yeah <laughs> not good year good ear i'm just kidding there you go um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I think in, in in Shadow's third verse, he makes, or at least he alludes to the root of the issue, something about, you know, his rhymes getting bitten by, I wasn't sure if he's referencing Night Owl or, or uh, Royal, but I'm assuming it's it's one of those two. And... You know, I who the fuck knows what the issue was uh, originally, but there was a lot more music that could have come out that was, you know, um, a lot more music could have come out that was good at that time. Had these tensions not been there, like, you know, Royal and uh, Shadow rapping together on real MFs, right? Real motherfuckers on, on Royal's Coast to Coast. To me, that badass track. Oh, dog. Badass track. That should have been a solo fucking shadow song, you know. Uh, no, and no disrespect to Big June and and Royal, but it, it, you know, Shadow was a standout star on that. Like he, he made everybody else look a little less, a little less stellar than anything, you know. And that song is just one of Shadow's best verses ever. And it, it just, you know. Yeah. It really should have just been Shadow's track. It's the Shadow coming to get you. Better believe that I won't forget you. Let you be the one to be yapping. Mother's a rascal. How did it happen? Why did it have to be my son? The one to be laying in the slums. I said your boy was talking shit. But, you know, going back to this song specifically, uh, the chorus here, I, I've always thought it was kind of sloppy. And I've never really been into it. Um, you know, there's a lot of things here that I don't like. I guess the content could be entertaining. It's just... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not saying that it's badly delivered, but it's just not engaging for me. Um, you know, if I was to say compared to the first time that I heard it and, and the last couple of times that I've heard it, I still don't like this fucking song. This is the one song that just hasn't grown on me. But, you know, that's just that's just been me for the last 16 years. This this has always been a skip. So um, I I don't think it gets my seal of approval. Um and I agree with you. I think it's one of the weaker diss songs in the genre. Not trying to incite anything, you know, but from what I heard, how the beef originated from was basically mostly just off of instigating between mm. other fools. But could be. Well, with that being said, I'm ready to uh, dig into Excited 2. Are you excited? Uh, you know what? I'm not as excited <laughs> for this version as I am for the original and the remix, but. Shoot your shot, player. Shoot your shot. Okay, I'm going to be real short on this one. Um, I believe in Excited 2, Shadow and Little One's lyrics are more dis- more descriptive, which mm-hmm. it kind of um, goes against because, you know, the the chorus and the type of song, it doesn't call for a more of a descriptive song, you know. But I believe the song goes under the radar, but I feel this song should have been released in another album or compilation because it really hides behind the original and then plus on top of that i know you're going to get into it It, there's still even a remix to it so i feel the song would have more distinction if one doesn't have to hear it after the original Uh, so i'm gonna have to go with the original it's just what i'm used to and just closing thoughts the, the song reminds me that i'm i'm not a spring chicken anymore you know it mentions you know talking about 
uh, getting 69 and 143 pages on the pages. <laughs> all, right, know, all right, so, all right. So, so. Let, let me explain to the younger cats that didn't grow up on the... <laughs> See, you, you caught this at the at the later end of, of the, the fucking the pager era. I didn't grow up the pager, but I did grow up with the T9 texting, right? Uh, okay. So I think, you know, most people don't really understand what 143 is. Uh, so I'm going to say it out loud for everybody here that's younger. I, I think most of our demographic listening probably understands this because, you know, we're probably from the same era. But yeah, so 143 is I love you, right? I is one letter. Love is four, and then you is three. So one, four, oh, three. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not tequila got me doing that shit all backwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I just wanted to throw that in there because I thought that was funny too. So yeah, you took me back with that one. <laughs> but, uh, your take, but your take on the song. You got a real good take on this song. Um, you know, all right, so. I'm not as fond of this song as I am of the other two iterations of it. Uh, you know, the, the beat, I should, because of this beat, I should like the song more, right? I really like how the, the claps to the song are really synchronized to the whistle and the synthesizers. I'm so excited. Got your bitch on my dick and she still wanna ride it. I'm so excited. You know, and, you know, just off of that alone, I should like the song. But because there's so many versions of this song, uh, I don't know, it's kind of overwhelming, right? You have the original, Excited, and then you have the radio version to Excited, and then you have Excited 2, and then not only that, but there's a remix to the original version. I, I have a better, a better, uh, favorable opinion for that song this song itself i mean the chorus is is not too exciting ironically for a song titled and excited and there's a slight variation compared to the original to me nothing really stands out i think it was an unnecessary track uh you thought that it belonged on a, on a um you know another compilation or a, or a separate album but i i really don't think there was a need to have this version considering that there's so many other versions of it, you know. So that's Good my takeaway. Um, you know, this this does this, this song itself. Uh, part two doesn't have a sequel because, uh, sorry, a remix because it is the sequel. So uh, do I play the song yeah, once in a while? But you know, after halfway through the song, I kind of just skip it because I want to hear the other versions, you know. But that's just me. The beauty of Chicano rap, where part two doesn't mean it's the remix. <laughs> seriously uh -huh. seriously uh -huh. so uh, okay uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a uh, you hit the skip button right I hit the skip yep Nelson okay. Bundy and Clyde what you got okay. on this one you know what I I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep it short man never really cared for this song it's the least liked song of the album for me it's just, I, I don't like the beat. I don't like the beat. It's just too much going on. You know, glass breaking, sci-fi sounds, horses, pigs. As a kid, as a kid, I didn't care. You know, I, but as I got older, I realized that you know, farm animals and rap. You know, don't don't speak <laughs> banger for a beat. You know. Yeah. The song has good lyrics, but obviously the beat, the 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 choice of beat overshadows the good lyrics 
So it's it's gonna be a skit for me, man. I'm, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it clean and just keep it short. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I'm with you on that. Um, it's it's always been a skit for me. The beat, I just think it's very forgettable. I don't think there really is anything on there that really captivates my attention when I hear it. You know, sometimes I'll play a song, and as soon as I hear that beat drop or or you know the synthesizers kick in, I gotta hear it. But this is this has always been a skip. I don't even go past you know the first three or four seconds when it comes on my uh, shuffle playlist. But yeah, to, to me, it, it's always been um, been a skip. Um, and you know, that's not to say that. It's, it's a terrible song. I just can't get into it, right? To me, the delivery isn't bad. I just am not engaged with it. Um, it. It just has this like lackluster appeal to it, and it doesn't really do much for me. Um, there really isn't anything in the verses either that really stands out to me or, or that gets me in the mood to recite them, you know, because I can recite other parts of this album off the top of my head just because, you know, the, the songs have just, you know, been so engraved in my brain and I'm, I'm so with them. But this one doesn't really doesn't really engage with me that way. Um, you know, I always thought it was kind of dull. And I before hearing ALR and GPA's interview with Shadow, I would have said I can't imagine the song being anybody's favorite. But I guess GPA really digs it. And, you know, I guess uh, giving a little backstory about this song. Um, Shadow had mentioned that Nelsie Bundy and Clyde was a song that he had written and not sure if it was for his homies or dedicated to the homies but um, uh, Bugsy, Chico and Whisper from his neighborhood so maybe this song has a lot more sentimental value to them since it's probably people that they knew personally and you know people that they kicked it with and it, it probably strikes them a little different than it does us the listeners so you know, when I say I don't like the song, it's not a personal thing. It's just that I am not engaged with it. And it probably doesn't have the same meaning it has for, for Shadow when he was writing it. So, yeah. And yeah. I can see that. I mean, those, they're, they're probably talking about, you know, three homies that they put in work with. So I can't knock that. You know, exactly. It hits them a little bit different. So, exactly. Um, you know, uh, for me, it's, it, it doesn't get my seal of approval. It's not my go to song. And it's always been a skip. I'm already on track 16, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, dog. I'm with you there. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. This is the last track of the album. Beware. Tell me what you think. Okay. Go hard or go home. Okay. Now, this right here, wise, is I'm going to go a little bit against the grain on you. And this is where I defend the reprint. Because I've always liked this song. You know, it's a it's a toned down evil beat. No mm -hmm. no sci-fi sounds, but it has like a little mysterious mystique to it, you know. Now now bear with me, because you guys are now after I say this, you guys might have to tune in a little bit closer to the ear canals. Okay. I believe this song has a little bit of a Cypress Hills rap superstar. It's the twinkles. The mm. twinkles. Listen to the twinkles in the beat. understand what it's like but you always gotta people always gotta see you smile you always gotta put on that fake you know what i'm saying like that's what reminds me of it but the song i feel should have not been last on the track list but then again when you want to close out an album you might want to go out with a bang so 
It's a it's a good song where, where Shadow displays a lot of good lyricism. The shadow be stalking all the rivals like Ramirez. When you hear this, you fear it, and then a minute flies your spirit. I tax a motherfucker like the government. The punishment be brutal. I let the body rot like there was Bruno. Just makes it clear, man. It just Shadow skill, man. It's just above, man. It's top of the food chain in Chicano rap. Just a, his style separates. He's just a, a versatile vato song has no weak points i mean it's not a song that i that i party or cruise to but you know it's really good in solitude or or working out or or just doing something you know just having a little mission on your own and those are my closing thoughts on this song but okay i'd love to hear your take actually let me ask you now that you mentioned that that little cypress hill thing Okay, so I just looked it up. That Cypress Hill song came out in 2000. Okay. Ah, this so song, that song predates. Yeah, yeah, right. Even they by the blueprint, it still predates huh. that. Do you think... Do you, now I'm wondering if, if um, you know, B-Real's always had his fucking nose up in the air when it comes to Chicano rap, right? But I'm wondering if he ever peeped out Shadow just because... You know, he was creating such a buzz at this time. Do you think he ever heard that song? I I am pretty sure. Not pretty sure. I'm assuming that he's heard of Shadow Flow, at least in one or two songs. He had, he's had to. Yeah. He's had to. I, you know? yeah, I mean, I, I think he, even if I wasn't into Chicano rap, I think Shadow's name would be one of those things that's kind of unavoidable. Uh, especially, you know, given the, the caliber of an MC he is. But I, I'm wondering if if what you, that little that little comment you twinkle, made that. Twinkle. Yeah, if if that really did play some sort of influence on uh, on that Cypress Hill song. Not that they would ever admit to it and not that Be Real will ever say like, oh yeah, like, you know, I was listening to Chicano Rap and that inspired me to write this song because, like I said, you know, you know He's always had you know his fucking nose up in the air about that. You know what would have made me uh, feel real good when Be Real came out on Tony A's Rodium Radio? I was really expecting when the calls were calling in because I couldn't get through. I was really hoping that some way in the comments that it would have read that would have been read to him, or if Tony A would have mentioned, or one of the callers would have asked, like, "Hey, Be Real." So, I mean, you kind of already criticized and classified Chicano rap, but how about a little bit of prose and, you know, who do you think it's down in the genre? Hmm. So that would have been, that would have been awesome if, he, you know, Be Real would have displayed a, who he has recognized that, you know, that has talent, which always has talent. Yeah, so, you know what? I, I do agree and disagree with that because I don't think Be Real should be the defining factor of, you know, what qualifies and what constitutes as a good Chicano rap. Because at the end of the day, I don't think his opinion really matters. Uh, and that's not to say that Cypress Hill didn't play any sort of influence in Chicano rap. Because, you know, obviously their popularization of our of our lingo, right? Our, our get down, you know. Because for those that may not know Cypress Hill, their bloods, and even though they've always fronted like their homies and dressed like cholos and used cholo slang, their bloods, but you know, um, they're, they're, yeah, some people consider them, you know, Chicano rap. 
Uh, I, I want to have this yeah, discussion I, I, about I, it I, elsewhere, but yeah, <clears throat> sorry, I go ahead. Brown Pride. No, I said I remember. I remember Brown Pride in the forums would, would have pictures of their albums. Brown Pride would always mention them. So go ahead. You know, it's because it's because fucking you know, be real has always flirted with that image, right, of being a homeboy, being you know, a Southsider. Because there's time. There's there's this photo. I he's wearing. Remember that. Um, that uh clothing line sewer streetwear there's a joker Joker brand too but sewer streetwear dude sewer streetwear um there's a picture of be real sporting a shirt and then on the like the the area of his heart there's a big old there's a big old s-u-r and then it says streetwear under it you know and and then you have all those other songs where Cypress Hill, you know, they flirt with the Trece, right? They're, they're, there's a song that goes, Que onda pues? And I was always like, the fuck? Like, why the fuck are they saying that shit, you know? <laughs> like, um, that's on the Grandes Éxitos en Español. And then there was, um, there was another track on there when they're like, No, not to mention that song Locotes, right? They made a video to that and like Locotes is a is a homie thing, you know? It's not a blood thing. Even in that fucking chorus, uh, not the chorus, uh, one of those verses, I think it's um uh Send Dog, he goes, check it out, Essay. You're looking at the hefe. And I was like, dude, why the fuck are these guys? flirting with that fucking image you know what i mean like and that, that's the thing that's always bugging me about cypress is that like they they front like they're homies but they're not you know but why do i always feel like like send dogs always been down a little bit before be real i don't know i've always sensed that but i, I have no idea man wrong. uh and let's also not forget when he was like an honorary member of uh, the cycle Bro, but due to contract contractual obligations to the label he couldn't be officially a member of Cypher World, what he pretty much was for that album. I forgot how much percent of those tracks he was on, but... But what I was trying to say is that, you know, their influence has has spilled over into Chicano rap, and, you know, they have founded groups of Chicanos, right? Uh, so, like you mentioned, Psycho Realm, um, you know, uh, part of their, their success was due to Be Real's involvement in their, um, you know, first few albums. And then, um, not to mention that when Cypher So broke up, um, what's his name? Sendog uh, ended up, I think he ended up producing um, Delinquent Habits' uh, first album. So that shit was always dope. Glitch, I really liked Yeah, so if you haven't heard Delinquent Habits, you know, look at their credits and realize that send dog was a you know pretty big part of that shit so i can't hate on cypress hill and say that they've never had any influence on chicano rap because they have but i just wouldn't label them chicano rap you know but um sorry <laughs> we sidetracked uh, this this actual song going back to uh beware uh you know I'm, I'm glad we're doing this this podcast because it's given me another opportunity to go back and listen to these songs and and hear them with new ears you know uh when i initially first heard the song i wasn't i wasn't into it and again because of what i've mentioned before right the guitar strums is what really i don't know it just i don't feel like it was you know properly done on this album 
um, because that's not to say that I don't like guitar sounds in in, in a rap song. You know, for instance, uh, Players Club by Rapping Forte, uh, Rapping Forte, really has you know a good sample of those guitar uh, strums. So, you know, um, I think it can be done correctly, but I I wasn't really feeling it the way that it was done on this album. Who who produced um, Rapping Forte? Um, I gotta ask GPA man. That guy's really big on Bay Area rap. So you know, he could probably tell me right off the bat without me looking at it who produced that shit, but um <clears throat> yeah the, the song itself uh you know the the synthesizers you know I, I do find that somewhat entertaining uh the verses do hold their weight you know I, I think overall shadow is is really good with his delivery but for me the the actual um the actual chorus is is what i find more engaging now uh, I believe his vocals are followed up by like a secondary set of vocals in the background. So, you know, I, I, I like the way that that was constructed there. His wordplay and structure on his rhymes are, are good. So I have come to really appreciate that. It's not my favorite track, but it's become bearable. That's how I'm going to conclude that part. Um, and before I do, I just want to say one last thing that I still believe that Till I Die should have been left at 13 tracks. And there's two tracks that I think that should have been removed from the reprint. Um, or actually, sorry, they should have kept that at 13 tracks and they should have added Beware as one of those original tracks and removed... And removed, yeah, and removed uh, Excited uh, 2, sorry, the radio version. Because the original had the, uh, a different track list. So if I could remove one of the original songs on here, it definitely would have been the radio version of Excited. And that would have tossed in Be Aware to wrap up the album. So I thought that would have done it justice. So it can be like how Shadow did on Expect the Unexpected. He had 14 tracks but only listed 13 <laughs> with the bonus track <laughs> with the, uh, the 14th track listed as a bonus track. Yeah. You know I what mean, you're doing shadow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very clever. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I want to conclude this album with uh, a few things, you know, um, if you've gotten a chance to hear part one and part two, um, you know, you, you do understand that I, I have some criticisms of this album, but even though I do think there are some minor flaws in here, I think the album is stronger than the sum of its parts. And by that, I mean that overall, holistically, if you look at this album, the way that, you know, gets run down, the the original print with 13 tracks, I think is much stronger than the reprint with 16. But overall, you know, uh, despite that little minor minor blemish but it's still something that's very worthy you know to me the low points were what goes around comes around shadow of your death um nielsen bundy and clyde that you know to me that was the less less strong points of the song uh, i think what really holds this this album really high are obviously the the titular track till i die uh can't be a player 61909 and then I'm, you know, I'm really torn between with which is better, either go ahead or rumors. But fuck it, man, I love them both. What do you think? I think personally, my my, my closing thoughts on the album is, regardless of our, our critiques and our cons, that the album is still considered a classic. At one point, we bumped it from beginning to end, 
mm -hmm. maybe some lightscaping. But the album's still considered a classic, and it's one of the the top Chicano rap albums of all time. Yeah, this song definitely holds a very high value. It is a song that I've always felt has represented us well. It's a strong standpoint for Chicanos in rap. I definitely support. I support this album. Um, it's an album that I still listen to. You know, uh, I have obviously my favorite tracks to sum it up is you know, uh, "Till I Die," "Can't Be a Player," "Apocalypse," um, six one nine oh nine. Uh, beware, throw excited in there, well, rumors. So it's definitely an, an album that I have a lot of memories with because it was with my development of Chicano rap. It definitely introduced me and it solidified me as a Chicano rap fan. And it's what made me want to discover more. So uh, I, I hope Shadow really it resonates with him how, how much he's influenced people. Uh, this can even go as far as farther than Chicano rap. This is this album is Chicano culture, you know. Whether I know that a lot of our Chicanos, they they don't agree. That's another topic for another time. Where they think that Chicano just only resonates with like the Cholo side, but no, it doesn't. You know, it's just it's just part of the culture. So well put, well put. Um, those are my those are my closing thoughts. Yeah, I uh, just want to throw in a few more things in here. Um, it, earlier, we had mentioned that the album was originally intended to be the um, introductory stage of the Mayhem Click, and you can still kind of get that vibe, right? Especially with all the songs that Little Rob is on. So there's four songs on this album that he's on. But if you really wanted to get an idea for what this album would have sounded as just a Little Rob and Shadow um, uh, project, the closest that you'll get to hearing a Mayhem Click EP, I'll say EP because there's only a few songs that you can cohesively hear together and, and get an idea for what that would have sounded like would have been the uh, four tracks here with, with Little Rob. Um, that was, um, <clears throat> uh, let's see here. The four tracks on this album were Apocalypse. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Let the Mayhem Begin and Rumors. Rumors. And if you want to hear two additional tracks that, you know, could have probably fit in this project had this been entirely the Mayhem Click, you can check out the other songs with uh, Triple C and Dominator. Uh, that was Leva Leva Die. And then the other song um, featuring CLS on that, you know, with production from Dominator, that was um, I'll Kill You. And I think that would probably give you a good idea of what the Mayhem Click would have sounded like. Um, lastly, uh, and this is how I'm going to wrap up the review. Um, I think that this album itself is it, it's a little different than most Chicano rap that came before it because of the production. VMS production is very, very clean. You know, it sounds like it was actually recorded in a, in a recording studio versus, you know, doing this in a garage or something. But if you want to hear this album and get get an idea for the similar sound, 
um you know i recommend checking out two additional albums that can kind of put you in the same vibe uh that's going to be royalties coast to coast and little ones um little ones uh, wasted days and wasted nights i think if you listen to those three back to back you'll get a really good idea for that san diego sound at the end of the uh, at the end of the decade so if you don't already have this go buy it get a physical copy if you can if not i mean you can still download this on itunes you can still download this on amazon or if you want to be a chavala and not fucking you know pitch <laughs> into uh supporting the culture i guess you can fucking download this off of some blog site but go get it you need this uh and just letting you guys know if you guys uh really don't feel like uh paying a 12 13 20 bucks for a cd i believe if you go on discogs and if you look up the seller richard at norwalk you know he's uh owner of eastside records norwalk records I believe he's selling uh, Mr. Shadow Till I Die Mint Sealed for $5. So definitely worth checking out. Shout out to Rich Up in Norwalk. And also, one thing that you mentioned, just wanted, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot to that. And then shout out to the to the 805, man. They, they very, very underrated when it comes to, um, they contribute very happy to Chicano rap. And it's something that I need to tap more into. And thanks to you, Karan. So cheers cheers all right that concludes part two of our li die review thank you for tuning in peace out the g-funk junkies would like to give a few shout outs and cubos no particular order we would just like to mention um with uh, sad regards we gave a shout out earlier to in this episode and would like to uh bring him up again with the sadness of his passing away rest in peace richard sneed owner of norwalk records and eastside records we recorded this session a few weeks ago we got the word that he passed february 4th 2021 around 1 p.m richard sneed still had one of the last standing vinyl record store records in southern california probably the nation he gave chicano rap a chance um he will definitely be missed um, I hope uh, his story gets told. Richard Snee was responsible for doing classic compilations in the barrio, the famous East Side stories. Great contributor to music and hip hop itself. Rest in peace, Richard. You will be missed in our genre, in our communities, and by music collectors in general. I want to give another cue to my brothers ALR and GPA. Thank you for all the help and always keeping it 100. Dalit Carnales right there. What up, Jeepers? What up, Albert? ALR, GPA. What up? Go follow them. Shout out to my boy Funk at Khalifa Rap. Thank you for supporting the movement all the way from Germany. Google to the whole Khalifa Rap family. Shout out to the gente that have been following me on YouTube for years. Shout out to uh, Mr. Shadow for giving our podcast a listen. Thank you, Chicken Plucker. Thank you, One Man Battalion, OMB. Shout outs. And then to everybody listening, just chill to the, the next, next episode. episode.